welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Yes Namaste and good evening on behalf of Center for Environment Climate Change and Sustainable Development at Impri Impact and Policy Research Institute Prabhav Evam Niti Anusandhan Sansthan Nayi Delhi and India Water Portal I Ritika Gupta Assistant Director at Impri welcome you to Impri #webpolicytalk today we are here for a special talk on climate emergency disasters and resilience inclusive business continuity management by Dr Anil Kumar Gupta I would now like to welcome our moderator for today Dr Sunil Mehta who is CEO and editorial director at Impri ma'am over to you thank you thank you very much ritika um, good evening to one and all and i extend my warm welcome to you um, disasters triggered by natural biological and technological hazards and further exacerbated by climate extremes and slow onset events annually affects a growing number of people around the world and it also affects the ecosystems and also the economies the living beings are suffering massive casualties which is leading to rising economic and climate change um, uh, frequencies and also the magnitude of range of climate related hazards um actually you know without uh, significant investment in resilient building and also um, these impacts uh, not only threaten but also decelerate um the extreme in extreme cases the progress that has been achieved so far uh, in fact uh, also decelerate the targets of the sustainable development goals in realizing the 2030 agenda Uh, as was demonstrated by the inclusion of the sendai framework for disaster risk reduction and also the paris agreement uh, the disaster risk reduction and climate change adaptation are vital strategies for the adapt- for the implementation and achievement of uh, the sustainable development goals uh very unfortunately on february 7 2021 uh, our hill state of uttarakhand witnessed a glacier disaster of incredible proportions the number of casualties and injuries are still to be tallied but this avalanche has um, in the alaknanda river has actually washed away hydroelectric stations bridges and a number of um, uh, invaluable infrastructure in fact uh, the 2013 monsoon floods in the state should have been a le- learning lesson to review the development projects in the area where did we fall short of and why is there a lack of seriousness among the people and policy alike uh, to protect the environment and lessen the avarice of short term monetary gains how many more such events do we wish to witness before the furies engulfs us all to discuss these and beyond we have with us none other than professor anil kumar gupta professor of policy and strategies disaster risk reduction and sustainability and head of the division of uh, head of the division and the program director center for excellence and climate resilience at national institute of disaster management a body under the ministry of home affairs government of india um professor anil kumar gupta has um, has an experience of more than 25 years working with national subnational and business administrations and uh, he is um, he is a very important human resource and has the credit of uh, you, of national and sectoral disaster management plans human resource capacity development plans national action plan for chemical disaster management national drought manual institutional expansion and strengthening plan and has guided several uh, subnational planning pla- climate actions sdg implementations and pilots he has been a member of government and ministerial de- delegations abroad and has contributed to international uh, policy processes like the bangkok declaration sendai framework etc uh, professor gupta is also an ex- uh, expert team member of world meteorological organizations climate statement south asia group core group member of iucn the commission on ecosystem management and also the vice chairman of the association of occupational and environmental health in india uh, sir has been awarded a number of awards uh, like the young scientist award in forestry and environment 
excellence award by the society of environmental and occupational health and also uh, was bestowed with um, uh, fellowship senior fellowship uh, by idrc's idrc canada's think tank initiative for policy research uh, sir is also an elected fellow of uh, earth society uh, earth scientist society and was founder uh, faculty head and director acting of the institute of environment and development studies at bundelkhand university prior to joining nidm in 2006 thank you very much sir for accepting our invitation and joining us this evening i now invite you to make your presentation over to you sir thank you am i audible yes sir uh, very good afternoon and uh, i am happy that impri is taking uh, this initiative of uh, series of talks on very 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 important issues in fact i was looking at the previous uh, topics that you have chosen and i am very impressed with the the kind of topic topics that you choose and uh, kind of uh, the speakers and experts that you bring uh, because uh, they uh, as as we have been discussing about uh, the the sustainable development goals and if we if we look at the coverage of these 17 goals we find that uh, the things are so dynamic and things are so vast and moreover what we have witnessed in past uh, 10 months period that has been uh, kind of a uh, greatest experience uh we we could gather the experience in past 10 months uh the uh, worth equal to more than two decades because uh this was uh, a global uh, pandemic uh, which was a kind of a global disaster but in between we faced a lot of other kind of disasters also in the same period that is why we say that this uh, 7 8 or 10 months period was not one disaster but it was a complex emergency situation because we had uh, three cyclones uh, in india one of that was uh, a super cyclone amphan we had a number of industrial accidents uh, we had the climatic extremes like heat wave uh, we had drought kind of situation we had flooding and uh, we had recently we had a, a major uh, uh, glacial flood also uh, we also had locust attack the uh, very rare kind of locust attack because uh, it was very devastating so a number of disasters have been affecting us and very recently we also faced bird flu so so all kind of disaster in fact we 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 could uh, uh, witness in this past 8 or 10 months period so talking about disasters and talking about disasters in the reference to climate change and then looking climate change uh, implications as as a, as an emergency uh, is is a kind of a, a, a uh, uh, something which is uh, which is highly warranted not only internationally but uh, at no, national level and also local level uh, just it was yesterday evening the honorable prime minister was participating in in the world sustainable development summit and uh, he was sharing uh, the 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 dais with the 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 head of the state of government of maldives and and they uh, both the leaders they uh, were very uh, loud on on their uh, uh, views on the, the requirement of uh, our need to focus on uh, dealing with climate change considering it as, as uh, it as a, a global and national emergency in fact they also discussed that the climate change is not only the matter of uh, the kind of small scale disasters but it is also a various uh, very very important uh, kind of challenge for national security because uh, there are issues of migration there are issues of uh, that leading to conflicts between the boundaries because many times even the boundaries shift because of the erosion uh, the, the the flood related uh, ero flood induced erosion and uh, these kind of things rivers change their course so there are lot of issues which uh, which gave rise to conflicts sometimes for uh, because of the limited uh, resource uh, 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 for example limited uh, access to water or limited availability of the water resource there is conflict between uh, two parties that parties may include two states or two countries or sometimes industry and society so there are so many uh, dimensions of uh, looking at uh, climate change issues 
I have brought a PowerPoint here, although uh, the PowerPoint uh, presentation is a uh, little long, so I will be skipping some of the topics, but most important topics I will be touching upon here. Uh, to, to give an idea that uh, what has been our take uh, in India about climate change, uh, uh, particularly looking at, uh, looking at climate change related emergencies or climate change related disasters, and then how we, how we try to deal with the, these things and how we uh, try to integrate uh, those uh, issues with the planning process, a developmental planning process. So is my PowerPoint visible? It is visible, sir. Yeah. So, uh, this picture also shows that uh, we have two options. Either we, either we, uh, we keep on uh, facing the challenge of uh, climate change and we keep on contributing to the the, the onset of climate change, or uh, we we visualize to a greener future and then we work uh, together uh, and make concerted efforts to address the climate change. Uh, what is important here that uh, the the climate uh, change related awareness uh, has taken a global uh, Irina, uh, I would say that although we were talking about global warming and climate change for quite a long time, but it was 2007, year of 2007, when the IPCC, that is Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and, and the Vice President of the US, they both uh, got uh, jointly the, the Nobel Prize for their, for their work. So that, uh, that brought, uh, this news brought actually some kind of a global awakening that this issue is very important. And since then, actually, then we started looking at that how climate change is uh, aggravating the challenges of uh, human, uh, human uh, uh, sustainability on this earth and also uh, contributing to newer or existing disaster risk. Very interestingly, that was the period, uh, period in disaster management. The period was called as Hyogo Framework for DRR. Uh, Hyogo Framework for DRR was from 2005 to 15. And where, uh, very interestingly, the priority four of this Hyogo framework, in short, we can say HAFA, Hyogo framework of action, uh, the priority four uh, that, that uh, is very, very important to mention here, that was addressing underlying factors of risk. So very important that many times we, we go uh, and look at the end of pipe approach. So what is happening outside, but what is actually beneath the surface? What is the root causes? What are the fundamental issues? Those are very important in understanding the disaster risk. And uh, in, more to this, uh, uh, interestingly and also surprisingly, this priority four of HFA became the priority one in Sendai framework for DRR. And now we say that the priority four of Sendai framework is understanding disaster risk. And some people will laugh that we are working in disaster management for four decades or five decades. And now we are saying understanding disaster risk is our first priority. It means we did not understand the disaster risk. But yes, actually disaster risk is so dynamic that with, with climate change, it has, it has become so complex. And, and our understanding of disaster risk 15 years or 20 years before, and our understanding of disaster risk is now very different. Now we have realized that it is the vulnerability that is very important. Hazards are maybe natural, but vulnerability is often man-made or human-induced. We say we can say anthropogenic. As as there is a famous uh, saying, and also there is a famous book with the title "Vulnerabilities does not fall from sky." So that is important. So does not fall from sky means the rainfall can fall from sky, but the poor building design is not falling from sky. It is our own mistake. The poor drainage design is our own mistake. So, so this is just to, uh, to, to give an understanding that it is, it is the, our own good management or bad management of our resources, our infrastructure, our facilities, and our activities that can make us more vulnerable to these kind of natural hazards. And natural hazards are being aggravated by the impact of climate change. And there is a protocol uh, called Sendai Framework for Disaster Risk Management for 2015 to 30 for the same period we have an international protocol where India is a party, Paris Climate Agreement, and we are also party to the new development goals, our global goals, that is called Sustainable Development Goals. So this is very important, and that is why currently now we are focusing on evidence-based or indicator-based assessment, so that we have some kind of quantitative estimates. Now, 
this is about the interlinkages. I have already referred that climate change is known to aggravate our wind pattern and alter our rainfall pattern. So it can it can change it, it can aggravate the, the the hazards. But it is the vulnerability of the land, people, infrastructure, ecosystem that actually makes this hazard to 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 be realized as disaster. So heavy rainfall not necessarily causes flooded. But our poor drainage will make the heavy rainfall to cause flooding. So this is this is kind of one example I'm giving. Now this is a very interesting picture. It shows that uh, we we all know in our developmental economics and developmental studies that we need to exploit environment for improving our development, and that we do. We have to exploit water. We have to exploit our natural resources for development. But this Kuznet curve tells that. We keep on exploiting the environment, but the per capita prosperity doesn't continue to increase after some time. Then it starts a lag phase. So we keep on exploiting environment, but we are declining. The development is declining, and actually that is being reflected in the continuous decline or continuous stagnation on our economic growth rate globally. We say that for achieving SDG by 2030. We need to have a global growth rate, economic growth rate of around 12 percent. But nowhere in the world, everywhere it is 5 percent, 6 percent, 7 percent, or like this. Past 15 years, so that is indicating that ecological slowdown is the actual cause of the economic slowdown. So that understanding is very important. Now this is another dimension that we know that disasters can cause deaths. and devastation to the resources and uh, uh, infrastructure but now we have realized that with the efforts in early warning system better preparedness better use of technology we could reduce the loss of life in disasters but on the other hand the number of people affected by disasters and number of disasters are increasing so this is this is a kind of a dichotomy that we like file in a cycle cycl cyclones we see that earlier 10000 15000 people used to die in cyclone but now hardly one or two persons or four persons are uh, they, they lose their life i mean meeting for 30 minutes then this picture is very interesting this shows that all kind of disasters are increasing but this also shows that the disasters which are related with water and climate are increasing more for example drought flood extreme weather these kind of disasters are increasing more rapidly as compared to other disasters so this is telling that how climate change is more important for us to to look at these kind of issues then this is again very interesting for quite a long time we have been believing that it is a low income group which is affected most by disasters but recent past the trend has changed now in fact it is the lower middle income group which is affected more why because they have better social aspirations they have higher social aspirations and they move to cities and industrial areas but they do not do not have adequate resources in terms of money and other things so they are bound to occupy the the unsafe locations in our cities for example slum slums and other kind of locations which are hazardous locations in cities and they occupy those areas and then they are they are bound to lose their life how the disaster management act of india has referred to climatic issues and environmental issues we can just look at this definition given by disaster management act definition of disaster and it is mentioned here that environment and when it refers to that substantial loss of life so life does not mean only human life it also takes into account animal life and plant life also so our disaster management act has also incorporated damage to environment damage to any kind of ecosystems damage to environment damage to life all are important facets in understanding the definition of disaster now this is very important many times we put blame on climate change many times we are not taking care of our urban systems we are not taking a care of proper uh, for infra infrastructure for example uh, our drainage is poorly designed design or our land use is faulty our wetlands are vanishing Uh, that we are converting to filling with the land we are converting to the real estate or the buildings uh, we are encroaching encroaching our rivers uh, we are constructing faulty buildings not looking to the to the flood heights and then we blame everything to climate change i say that it is not correct because it is not only the climate change which is the culprit 
but there are non climatic actors which are very important and non climatic actors are related for example the uh, they, they how how the city governance is taking take uh, taking these things how the our housing design is uh, being done how the urban planning is being done how our regional planning is being done and uh, whether we are constructing a road so are we are we designing our culverts properly to provide proper drainage or not so these things are equally important and that that is why i say that climatic actors are important but equally are the non climatic and environmental actors which are important so this is in nutshell a picture that shows a relationship between all these factors climate change disasters and development so in fact disasters there are three angles for example the extreme weather events but vulnerability that i informed that i shared about but exposure is also important where we are located for example if we have constructed any of the building in the river bed for example in delhi uh, we we uh, sometimes discuss uh, the example of akshardham so these kind of things if we construct any kind of infra important infrastructure in the hazard prone areas then we should not complain the river we should not put the blame on climate or we should not put blame on the the ecosystem or environment so the development disasters and climate are in, are are quite interrelated then again the new dimension that how do we how do we look at the 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 kind of long term issues like many times we we talk of managing one particular incident like managing a particular flood yes that is important that we call it a crisis management or the risk management but it is important that we start looking at the unknown scenarios for example the corona virus pandemic also was a highly unknown scenario this the recent flood in uttarakhand was also a highly un unanticipated scenario so so we need to have better resilience and for that we need to have adaptability we 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 say that we should have thought that this kind of uh, we we should anticipate the unknown things also and unknown things like the black swan events we say that which are least probable but whenever they take are highly devastating are highly damaging kind of events so that is that is important so whenever like like we had this power uh, power two power plants like uh, uh, both were washed away in this recent flood so when we built these power plants did we visualize that any kind of glacier flooding can take place and why why if we should did not visualize why we should not visualize so that that was an important thing when we when we uh, placed our contract workers at some locations did we visualize that any kind of casualty any kind of calamity can take place and if we visualize did we train our workers to 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 have a better understanding of the risk so that they can save their life probably there is a question mark so this is important but again we have to go one step ahead now we have been discussing about disaster resilience or climate change adaptation for our own generation now we have to start looking for the next generation also because very shortly our generation is going to be phased out by the next generation so what is the climatic system or what is the environment system or what is the type of development we are going to give to our next generation so whatever climate change adaptation or whatever disaster risk reduction we are doing should only for our generation but the future generation and future generation does not mean that my own children are the, the children of my my friends but i am also talking of the future generation of professionals future gen future generation of engineers future future generation of doctors that what kind of challenges they are going to face in their profession also and that is why i often to refer to is there a problem yes oh, ah. i think it's stuck professor gupta can you hear us arjun can you check please i am checking i think it was got disconnected is it is it working now yes sir so huh? if you could put your uh, ppt back okay okay yeah, yeah yeah now i think it is okay yes from here thank you sir okay okay thank now you now good no problem yes sir please yes these are minor disasters we have to face up ha also uninvited sir <laughs> yes. yeah 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 so so anyway 
so uh, so that is also a lesson and and now we are discussing with the the business community and also with the with some of the business schools i have been uh, i have i have taken an initiative that let us look at uh, make a kind of a review of the current business continuity regime and look at that how businesses should sustain uh, and 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 business should be business should have the resilience against the impact of disasters for example i i will i will make an given example of other kind of disasters also on jammu kashmir highway uh, there are there are either landslides sometimes or there are uh, dense fog even incidences are uh, taking place and whenever there is a dense fog there are several accidents that also takes place uh, we 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 come to this kind of news on many of our uh, the highways including jammu kashmir highway but jammu kashmir highway whenever there is kind of a this kind of disasters take place then jammu jammu kashmir highway is also known for transporting lot of fruit products or fruits coming from the kashmir valley region and all those products are the perishable goods and similarly there are so many such kind of products which are perishable and whenever their kind of disaster take place i am just giving one example uh professor gupta uh, your voice is not audible professor gupta uh, when you started with the example you are not audible no 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 not audible sir you are not audible no you are not audible is it for me only arjun can you hear nahi nahi sir koi baat nahi sir ek bar na fir se आउट होकर फिर से सर लॉग इन कर लेंगे ना तो थोड़ा ठीक हो जाता है नहीं नॉट ऑडिबल सर नो सर कोई बात नहीं एक बार मीटिंग लीव करके फिर से ज्वाइन कर लीजिए तो ठीक हो जाता है कोई बात नहीं सर वेलकम नो प्रॉब्लम Um, uh, till then, I would request uh, uh, the audience uh, if you have any specific questions for sir, you could put them put them on the chat box. Agya? Yeah, sir, Agya. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Ah, uh, allow me to share the screen. Yes, yes please. Ah, uh, is it visible? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ji ji, I am sorry for the disruption. Ah ji. No problem, sir. Totally understandable. Yes. So 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 uh, now uh, we have taken this uh, as a very very important dimension, and uh, uh, that how corporate sector and uh, businesses uh, should look at uh, look at uh, disaster resilience as an important component for uh, business continuity and business resilience. And in fact, when I talked of uh, when I use the word business. does not mean that uh, any kind of a profit making uh, intervention even even the urban water supply is a business are are providing regular regular health facility to 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 the victims or to uh, the patients that is also a kind of business and and for example recreational facilities so business when i say that some kind of a continuity of our services so that is very important and disasters are now known to to known to disrupt uh, uh, these kind of services and uh, here in fact uh, this is a, a new uh, lesson that many times we have been uh, doing some kind of assessment of the uh, damage or impact caused by uh, disasters but long time we have been taking into consideration the economic losses and physical uh, impacts like loss damage to building or are the loss in terms of money but there is significant loss to environment and ecosystems also for example the cyclone fani a uh, a uh, uh, impact affected a lot of forest ecosystems in orissa and because of that there's again some issue no hmm. can you confirm if it is there with you Yes, yes. 
uh, it has uh, occurred again. Yes. So you were giving the example of cyclone funny. Yes. 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 So. Uh, in cyclone funny in fact uh, the, the chilka lake was also affected and uh, the uh, huge amount of forest was also affected and in fact that has uh, made a local economy to get affected and people's livelihood also got affected because uh, i often say that uh, any kind of climatic disasters if you take example of flooding or cyclone uh, we save the life of the people and by evacuating them and keeping in the leaf shelter but when they go back and they find that their fish ponds are filled with the saline soil, their 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 form form lands are filled with the the, uh, the sand and salt. So so and that kind these kind of uh, the, uh, recovery is not very possible in the five hundred five thousand rupees or ten thousand rupees, and and uh, it also takes so many years in recovery. And in fact, before those are recovered uh, to 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 fertile land. The new cyclone comes because we, we if we look at the, the intensity of cyclone in some areas, then flooding also. So these kind of uh, issues are important. Like look at the damage to damage to uh, the, the ecosystems also and damage to the infrastructure also, like the telecom network and all. So uh, all infrastructure that their resilience is important, and that is why uh, in in fact in in many of the areas where these kind of damages took place in the past. Now we are saying that uh, the the more investment has to be on resilient infrastructure. Government of India has recently taken a global initiative called uh, uh, CDRI, uh, Coalition of uh, Disaster Resilient Infrastructure. So India is uh, one of the leader in that. Now this is this is the summary picture of the intervention that we did. We have been working with various state governments and also taking various pilots at district uh, at district level. And and this is a this is basically an outcome of a long series of experience of almost 15 years, and we could evolve this climate resilience framework based on our work. And we say that the vulnerability is most important, so we need to understand the vulnerability, and therefore vulnerability assessment is very fundamental process. But we 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 try to capture the vulnerability issues through a shared learning process. We do not say that we are an expert coming from outside. It is a highly participatory process that we that we recommend too, and then we work with the local people. We work with the local official in developing their the resilience strategy. So that is important dimension. Now I'll be skipping some of the some of the things and coming to this is again a summary of when we say that climate change adaptation is fundamental to disaster resilience and disaster resilience businesses also. There are three major pillars. One is economic resilience, other is ecosystem-based resilience, and third is engineering infrastructure resilience. We, we need to have the economic recovery potential. That is why the, the Prime Minister's Agenda 10 on disaster risk management also focuses on the, the risk coverage of all. So, so, that, so that people should have some, some kind of a backup plan. All, not only people, all kind of organizations, uh, if, if they are having some kind of insurance on their back, so there is some kind of support system. Then whether it is a communication infrastructure, whether it is a transport infrastructure, whether it is a rail, road, airways, any kind of infrastructure, the design and implementation should be resilience one. If we recall the cyclone Hudhid, Chennai flood, the, the Chennai airport was underwater. So, so if these kind of infrastructure functionality gets hampered because of disasters, the, then there is a there, it is a it is also causing severe economic losses and it is no one else's money it is our own money basically because it is a public money it is a taxpayer's money so now the government is taking uh, giving focus that all the infrastructure should be designed in a resilient way these are some of the products under our cooperation with the government of germany in fact we have been implementing a pro program with government of germany the project was called as environmental knowledge for disaster management so we were looking at how various kind of environmental legislations contribute to disaster management, how the traditional wisdom can, can ro play a role in uh, reducing disasters. Now, this is a very important uh, uh, study that we did jointly with the United Nations University Institute in uh, Bonn, Germany. Uh, very relevant because we, we, we had taken the examples of the hydropower plants in Uttarakhand here that how the critical infrastructure are important. So this directly relates to what actually happened recently, few days before that we, we this, this was published in 2013. And we had told that whenever we designed a hydropower plant, 
we should have a two way sustainability analysis one that the power plants should sustain the risk but power plants should ensure that they are not creating additional risk to the people or to the ecosystem of that area so these kind of things have we have been doing now we are also globally jointly with the new united nations environment program we are currently working to promote a new concept that is called as ecosystem approach to disaster risk reduction in the other terms we we call it nature based solutions uh, in fact nature based solutions now now in fact uh, some of the corporate uh, uh, some of the corporate bodies have also come forward and and uh, they have formed a group called leaders for nature and and in fact now corporate world is also looking at that how how nature based solutions can help us solve a uh, several problems of climate resilience and disaster management like this is a recent publication on nature based solutions i am showing here on a screen and uh, i just received this copy last week only so we have published and this is published from germany uh, by springer nature so these kind of things this is this is a uh, uh, a, a kind of a outcome of a uh, exercise of around 18 months we worked as a pilot with the support of cdkn that how climate change adaptation should be integrated along with disaster risk management into the district level de departmental plans because ultimately whatever we discuss at international level national level ultimately district is the most important unit of governance in our, in our country so how district planning should take care of these things and not only district planning the de various departments various key departments within the district so this was a module then we shared it with the, uh, all all the districts in the country then key departments how to identify the key departments and then key departments envisage this cca and drr cca is climate change adaptation and drr is disaster risk reduction now when we worked at the uh, the, the urban level we we say that looking at the systems agents and institutions and there in fact a, a kind of a, 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 a the scaling up and scaling down both have have taken place like we looked at the neighborhood level then we looked at the kind of a corporate or the ward level uh, resilience building and then looking at the city so a participatory approach a process of participatory approach in city city resilience against the climate change and disasters these are some of the outcomes of our research like this was the first publication on process framework for climate resilient and disaster safe development this was published based on some some work in orissa uh, the district collectors handbook on climate resilient disaster management this was published in oriya it was translated in english and hindi also then the policy paper that how uh, the state action plan on climate change and the disaster management plan should should be integrated and there should be there should be some kind of a convergence between the two uh, this is a, this is an outcome of a study that, that we did on climate resilience in bundelkhand region which is a, a chronically drought prone area then this is again a compilation of 40 case studies across india and germany that uh, is a kind of a cross learning between developed countries and developing countries and this was a, a publication based on understanding of the strategic tools for example how the cost benefit analysis and how the catastrophic modeling can help us understand various kind of disasters like what recently happened also then this is the initiative of a state government government of maharashtra recently established a center of uh, climate uh, disaster resilience at at their forest academy in chandrapur so these kind of initiatives are also there now uh, when we talk of urban resilience uh, we we now we 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 also found that many times we discuss about urban and many times we discuss about rural but very rarely we discuss about the peri urban systems which is some somewhere in transition but there is no planning protocol for the peri urban area but planning peri urban area most of the poor people living there our waste is discharged there or our effluent is discharged there but on the other hand most of our warehouses are there that is the place of mandi uh, grain mandi that is the place of uh, the, the labor labor market so it has lot of significance and therefore how how the ecosystems in peri urban areas play significant role in in providing resilience against climate change so this was a process guidance are uh, supported by uh, developed we developed under a project supported by the rockefeller foundation then this was a study on heat wave this is a, 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 a policy paper on prime minister's agenda 10 on disaster risk management that is available on the website also this was a discourse that how each and every ministry of the government of india should prepare a disaster management plan uh, recently we prepared the plan for ministry of agriculture and farmers welfare disaster management plan 
and currently we are supporting ministry of environment for uh, environment forest and climate change for preparing a disaster management plan and also the department of chemicals and petrochemicals so these kind of initiatives now and then how various social segments are affected by disasters and particularly the climate related disasters so these were a study and some publications jointly with the unicef that how children are affected so so this were the kind of publications there water and sanitation so and recently uh, uh, currently we are implementing a major project as we we are also hosting a center of excellence on climate resilience under the national action plan on climate change so we are implementing this project called capres climate adaptive planning for resilience and sustainability so five thematic areas like green growth public health resilient infrastructure climate smart disaster management and looking at the policy instruments for climate adaptation so various kind of projects that we are implementing we are supporting various kind of ministries also we are joining hands with several international institutions also these are a glimpse of some of the publications that we publish and they many of these are available on my research gate also so if any of the participants who are interested they can look at these some of the materials are are really downloadable and they can take the benefit this is a publication on uttarakhand flood 2013 and i i i especially referred here because uh, there actually we had we had already given some of the important recommendations that how the infrastructure in hilly areas should be protected particularly like the glacier floods and the flash flood these are the latest publications this includes a publication on the recent coronavirus pandemic also and i will skip these and as the time is limited but i come to this that when i when we talk of disaster resilience when we should also look at the sustainability regime as sustainability regime we we take the lessons from lord buddha as lord buddha always talked about the middle path so we need the infrastructure growth we need materialistic growth but we also need to take care of our environment and climate also and in fact when we try to uh, strike a balance that is the concept of middle path will also provide us resilience against the climate risk at at the end we need to have a plan whatever knowledge is there let us convert into plan whether we are working in an organization whether we are living in a city whether we are living in a village we should have some kind of a planning process this is a uh, this is a cartoon that how even animals are sitting and talking about their plan but plan should not be like this this is also a lesson that plan should not be like this it should should be simple it should be concise it should be easily understandable so with this i am very thankful uh, for inviting me to share some of my thoughts at this occasion and now we if if uh, if there are some questions i would be willing to take take the questions thank you thank you so much sir a uh, very inspirational work that you are doing and uh, um, you you actually are the doyen of knowledge of uh, knowledge in the uh, field of disaster risk reduction and management thank you for sharing your insights with us a lot of work with, would actually flow out from your own work and it is really inspirational thank you so much sir uh sir you rightly pointed out about the environmental um, uh, environmental slowdown which is directly proportional to economic slowdown it actually requires a lot of uh, intellectual insights to present this uh, hypothesis as a valid hypothesis and it it has a great deal of uh, um, understanding that can yield to the policy makers uh and as you mentioned that uh, we need to follow a middle path because one of our participants have mentioned that uh, development is costing the environment and it is unsustainable but there has to be certain amount of uh, middle path because uh, it it is two way process um and um, Uh, exploitation of natural resources uh, whether it should be exploitation or we, whether it should be harnessing of national natural resources that remains to be uh, really affirmed and i i think that uh, harnessing is more important because we are thinking of our future generations also so uh, sir thank you so much and um, uh there are a couple of questions uh, i would um, and some of them are in fact from the chamoli incident um is that uh, recent chamoli incident is not new we have already witnessed the kedarnath floods which you yes. have already mentioned uh, so why uh, i think that it really makes a sense that case that uh, we are going to uh, do something uh, maybe you would be taking it up uttarakhand disaster 2.0 with uh, with this recent disaster so uh, it killed more than 5000 people in 2013 and many more and this phenomenon is running from the 1990s 
uh, why is uh, 20 years a less time to understand the consequences of these events because you have already done uh, such analysis and you have also uh, done a lot of work on environmental impact assessment uh, why even we know that uh, dams dams and bridges are a threat to environment why are we still pursuing these projects because this is a very uh, persisting question in our minds that we know that there is going to be some uh, negative impacts why are we not prepared for it uh, if uh, you could respond to uh, i i would have a mixed uh, kind of a uh, reaction to this i would not say that uh, there is no preparedness if we if we look at uh, uh, 2000 pre 2013 situation as a reference uh in most of the states there has been uh, improvement in fact if we recall 2013 uh, was a devastating flood in uttarakhand but the same year after few months it was a cyclone uh, filin and in cyclone filin uh, we had around six casualties which are in fact normal even without the cyclone uh, these these are the normal uh, number of uh, deaths that can take place in in if we account five six uh, districts so there has been learning and there has been improvement but there is a also room of continual improvement that is important then it is also an important thing that energy is a requirement of the country our country requires more and more energy but on the other hand i cannot uh, just blindly say that since we require a uh, lot of energy we should Uh, we should move ahead blindly no we have to move uh, with adequate caution and more prudent uh, site selection and design process and we also need to look at the alternatives for example government of india has uh, recently taken uh, another global initiative that is of the global solar alliance so so these kind of alternatives will reduce our our dependence on the conventional energy systems like hydro, hydro power systems or the thermal power systems so certainly we are trying to move ahead in that direction yes what happened in uttarakhand uh, there are there are there are certain uh, scopes of improvement like if we have better monitoring and an alert system but so so one thing is we have better monitoring and alert system, system for for these kind of incidences particularly the glacial melt and glacial Uh, uh related floods but equally important is that uh, as i referred to few days before uh, just two days before i was in some other discussion and i referred to that the people who are from that area like like the people from uttarakhand they know they they can even even uh, guess the risk by by the noise but the people who were coming the workers who are from other states they did, they were not trained they were not adequately their capacities were not built so uh, in 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 the industrial system or any kind of system we say that we need to ensure the capacity building and safety of the contract workers also so that is also important so this is one thing then there has to be some kind of a catastrophic modeling and many times we say that we should always look at the worst case scenario also and the lower order risk also both because the lower order risk also always give some kind of indication that this situation is risky i don't say that we should not venture into risk risk is always there risk is important and we have to learn to live with risk also but how to what extent to accept the risk there is a concept of risk acceptance when we when we ride a bicycle on 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 uh, in road uh, on traffic there is always some risk but we accept the risk and we use helmet we use other safety laws to protect ourselves similarly here also we have to accept the risk but to what extent to accept the risk when the risk is beyond acceptable you have to bring down that risk to that acceptable level so whether you do technological interventions like you improve your engineering designs or you have alternative sites or you provide levy you 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 if you have an idea that some kind of a catastrophic scenarios can take place then you can think of creating some kind of a levy so when whenever there is a huge amount of water it can get get alternative ways but yes talking 
here is some is is uh, relatively easy doing on the ground sometimes has more difficulty that is also sometimes there is a conflict when 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 one set of engineers another set of engineers they discuss but yes the, the any kind of disaster gives us very important understanding like in the sikkim uh, some kind of a glacier monitoring uh, uh, equipment has been uh, installed similarly we have to we have to see that how we improve uh, the, the monitoring system effectiveness and we improve the, the 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 communication system also so that we can provide more effective alert then uh, more better coordination the government has several agencies then there are certain private agencies also there is a isro so how how to have more quick uh, quick uh, coordination of information so that is also important thing so all these things are need to, need to learn and then uh, as i told earlier that uh, we need to move to alternative sources of energy which can uh, which can ensure better safety uh, uh, of people also right so um thank you sir uh, so also um, you know uh, uh, you have uh, really invested a lot of your time in uh, developing new approaches like uh, eco drr uh, cc a drr which you have just presented and you have tried to integrate it to, into the mainstream development process um policy process could you briefly tell us uh, about a little, uh, about their implementation status and also um Uh, we know that uh, the budget 2021 has reduced some amount of money uh, to the ministry of environment forests and climate change but on the other hand when we have our prime minister speaking at the world sustainable development forum uh, with very loud views on uh, climate change how do, uh, how does it reconcile when we are uh, cutting down the funding um we should also look at the kind of a diversification now climate change although also moefcc is the nodal ministry of climate change for climate change but there are number of institutions in fact which are contributing to the climate change area for example ministry of jal shakti even ministry of urban development that is that is working on uh, they they uh, the smart city so uh, there is a uh, smart city climate assessment framework that is also going on uh, now in fact we are looking that how manrega Uh, can also contribute because whatever work we are getting done by these manrega workers can that money be used as an investment to uh, for uh, for uh, doing an earthwork earthwork for protection against the impact of climate change so so and that is the actual thing actually uh, that is the that is the correct approach also that rather than having always a, a, a isolated funding we should go into mainstream so whether we are doing rural development whether we are doing urban development now in fact there has been a recent study that how industries are affected by the impact of climate change because whenever temperature goes high they need cooling more water for cooling there are fire incidences so even the the ministry of industry is also looking so the money being is spent on climate adaptation and climate resilience is from various sources not only one sources then we have a, 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 a adaptation fund adaptation fund is being managed by nabard nabard is an agency related with rural development so we cannot say that everything is being done only by moef moef is a coordinating ministry as it is the face to sit in the negotiation at the international level we need to have one agency to to put a dialogue with the external agencies but in india there are so many so many institutions like we are from we are affiliated with ministry of home affairs and 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 then it is associated with the prime minister's office so we are also working in this and that budget doesn't come from moefcc that budget comes from comes from our own money so so we should look at this also and then we say that even each and every city or the urban local body or panchayat level planning should also uh, integrate the climate change adaptation related interventions in their own budget basically we have to start looking from that point whatever we do whether whether you are working in your kitchen or whether you are you are taking bath in uh, in, the, in the washroom uh, if we if we inculcate that thing that can you think about that how you are contributing to or you are reducing to climate change so actually we have to go down to that level and that is why we say that whether it is urban planning rural planning industrial planning let us even uh, recently we have started talking about the green hospitals like we are we are now saying that the hospital should have big infrastructure 
but hospital require energy hospital require lighting so can we think of solar lighting in 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 hospitals except in the operation theater so that it will be it will be reducing your carbon carbon footprint so that is that is this is the kind of approach that we are looking at uh, yes sir so uh, you mean to say that ecosystem services can be incorporated at the grassroots level also yes so, yes so do you think that uh, uh, environmental impact assessments and environmental audits uh, these are quite uh, um, taken for granted and uh, do we really should focus should we really focus on these assessments and uh, take the insights of the experts before we are really sanctioning a project instead of uh, you know uh, really I, I i totally agree in fact uh, eia is something very close to my heart uh, the subject mm. and eia is highly respected tool globally but but in some of the countries like india actually uh, uh, there are a lot of flaws because eia is not wrong thing the tool is not wrong how eia is done if the data is put wrongly then certainly the outcome should be would be wrongly so eia if eia is a manipulated report or mal intended report so those things are wrong so there has to be come some kind of systems of cross verifications mm. and here i would say that since eia has become uh, a most of the game of the consultants at least some other agencies if they come voluntarily and is, uh, do some kind of a cross check that what is projected in eia and what is the correct scenario some kind of then 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 uh, we can Some kind of awareness, and what happens that EIA is done by highly highly learned people and qualified people. EIA reports are prepared in English language, highly technical language, and then there is a process of uh, public hearing, and public is uh, not knowing any of the technical terms. So so what, it, there is a huge gap. There is a huge gap. So somewhere we need to pitch in that there also, and then rather and then uh, otherwise also. people should stop looking at eia as something anti developmental we say that eia is to hamper the development no eia is to correct the development so that it sustains we totally agree sir uh, so there's a question by your former colleague from dehradun who who wants uh, dr, dr. viswas he wants to know your views regarding the indicator species and traditional knowledge on uh, on ecosystem with regard to disaster emotion as uh, uh, i i would say that is very important and in fact i i am i am looking for some some uh, uh, i am trying to work out some field uh, some, some some team uh, to uh, to undertake some case study that how how these indicator species help us provide some kind of early warning like like uh, Uh, like 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 we here the of some some forest ecosystems uh, where where some uh, dams have been built so there is a different kind of species coming entire pattern is changing entire biodiversity is changing so that is also indicating the flooding scenario or the flood vulnerability so can we have that as on could not generate any kind of model all that there are there are capacity we can use these indicators but uh, the, we could not develop some kind of standards so in case we 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 can uh, make a team and we find some people to work uh, work with us uh, we we can really uh, uh, take some 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 kind of case studies and uh, when we have some kind of case we can put an argument at the policy that yes this should be integrated so actually we are uh, at impri we are doing uh, an ssrc funded study on uh, environmental refugees we are looking at uh, disasters in the coastal areas of india where we have really focused on the role of indigenous knowledge in uh, as a forewarning system uh, for flash floods or cyclones and it has been uh, quite um, quite interesting to note that there are knowledge that is prevailing at the grassroots level so it would certainly be very interesting to um, yes in so fact in fact if we look at the hills or if we look at uh, the the uh, the areas and also the, uh, the the desert areas all the disaster prone areas they, if we look at uh, that the traditional knowledge has been very significant and people were using their coping strategies but somehow it got uh, depleted so we if we can on that and we can help that in stream that that will be of have we lost sir again some issues 
Yeah, I think he'll rejoin. Hello? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it is saying me to stop or what? <laughs> we still want to learn so much from you. Yes, sir, please continue. Yeah. So I was saying, uh, in fact, uh, that is in my mind also. So if Impri is interested, we can we can discuss and we can uh, take up some joint uh, initiative, and we can we can uh, have a uh, we can jointly organize a discourse on this theme, climate induced migration and disaster related uh, migration. Refugee, I do not say because refugee has a legal terminology. Refugee is a legal terminology, and it is defined internationally. So we cannot actually say them refugee. Refugee, they, it is it is uh, defined in the international law. So, so we cannot say a person who seeks refuge in any other country, uh, as per the institutes of law, is a refugee. So, uh, we, uh, I can say migrants are. We can say migration. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. absolutely. Actually, this is a four-country study, so that is why it was uh, refugees. But certainly, no, scientifically, scientifically, I agree. Academically, I agree. But being the government, we have to follow the international regulations that are on us, and uh, that is that is on. Uh, yeah. You're actually looking at internal migrants only, and for India, we are using the term migrants, internal migrants. Yeah, and and in fact, yesterday also uh, when Prime Minister uh, of the uh, of India and Maldives also they referred. In fact, that was indicating on these things also that even uh, that how climate change is posing threat to national security also because of these these issues also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it it is a very important area of uh, concern for all of us, and we can discuss and we can do something jointly also. Sure, yeah. sure. Thank you so much, sir. So before we end, I would just like to uh, know from you, what are the uh, best practices which we can draw from the developed countries or even of the same uh, status as in, you know, in Asia? Of course, they have every, all the countries have different, different geographies and terrains, etc. and uh, different climatic zones. So uh, if there are any comparabilities uh, and what are the best practices that we could draw from them to avoid disasters and dis disasters means losses of lives. Of course, economic development will take its own course, but if people are safe and secure, they lead happy lives. So ultimately that would lead to peace and order in the society. So if you uh, Yes, this is a complex question and my answer is going to be complex. Mm -hmm. yes, uh, because recently what we saw in Corona and now we all realize that American dream is over. So if you say the lessons only from developed countries, I would not agree. I say the lessons of other countries, I, I, I say that. Yes, there are good lessons from developed countries also, but there are good lessons even for the not developed, uh, the least developed countries also are the lesser developed. Uh, we, we also have to learn the good lessons from Sri Lanka, which is a smaller country, are the, uh, the Maldives. If anything good, like, like the micro insurance kind of things, we need to learn from Bangladesh. So, so and, and that is why now globally we are talking of the South-South cooperation, like the kind of challenges that we face, those are more applicable for lessons in Africa, are the kind of lessons, the traditional knowledge in Africa, African countries, that may be useful for us. So that is also important, but yes, uh, the issues like early warning systems, where technology-driven things that we certainly can learn from the developed nations. Uh, but if, you, if we are talking about the community-based interventions, the good examples are with us. Our traditional knowledge, good examples are with us. So it is it is both way. I recall uh, being a part of the uh, the delegation with the government of uh, discussing with the, the government of Japan. They they now uh, now they are focusing on community-based uh, lessons because they they have done a lot on technology-based interventions. But they they want to learn that how how India has uh, promoted community-based interventions. So, so there is always a scope for cross-learning and, and that is why now we are promoting more and more uh, the exchange uh, kind of a programs are the peer learning. We say peer learning. So we learn from you, you learn from us. So there is a huge opportunity. Technology, we can learn from developed countries and other ways we can learn. And uh, one thing, now nature-based solutions, some of, the, some of the other countries, they have actually put into mainstream. So that is something we need to learn. 
प्रकृति हमारी माता है एंड वी वर्शिप नेचर बट रियली 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 पुटिंग नेचर कंजर्वेशन इन टू इन टू अवर सिस्टम सो दैट इज दैट इज स्टिल नॉट देयर so we need to we need to bring that into mainstream so that that is still uh, to learn yeah you are not audible simi sorry sir uh, in fact thank you uh, in fact china has really started vigorously uh, working on uh, on this area and yeah. uh, we can really you know, draw parallels and uh, in fact forge hands that would actually exactly 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 mm -hmm. yes and um, so uh, there are bri projects which are going through uh, the northeast and then act east policy the asian highway etc yeah. is happening and then there are whole sorts of uh, lot of issues with respect to northeastern uh, states uh, dam development where people are you know um, uh, protesting and then they really want their natural resources back so perhaps we can really lo look forward to having a middle way uh, where exactly we... exactly that is that is the only way because we want development also but we we need to protect the ecosystems also yeah thank you so much sir thank it you. was right to have to have you and to listen to thank your you. expert views certainly we will keep in touch and uh, we'll let you know about our work that we are doing and um, get your uh, advice yeah. and partner with you eventually thank you so much thank you thank you to dr arjun saab and to you and to the entire team thank you thank you thank you sir so uh, i'll just propose the formal vote of thanks i thank um, center for environment climate oh, change and uh, india water portal team impri and professor anil kumar gupta of course harshit you have been uh, constantly in touch with us uh, thank you so much and we look forward to learning more from you sir thank you and wish you a very good day thank you Thank you thank you thank you so much professor gupta thank you thank you thank you sir have a nice evening